This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. It's Sunday, July 29th, and plenty coming up from the first four days of Jaguars training camp at the Miller Electric Center. Let's begin with head coach Doug Peterson on the first Doug Peterson show of the 2023 season on the Jaguars Radio Network. On Thursday evening, Jeff Lagerman and I talked with Peterson about how the team builds on the success of last season. Year two is big that way, both offensively, defensively, and even on special teams. To be able to pick up and sort of plug our players back in, and it's kind of my messaging to the team the other night was just, guys, you know, we got to understand, we got to hit the reset button, and we're starting over, and, and we're, we're, we're doing things differently uh, from the standpoint of, of that, and, and understanding that, you know, what we did last year is great, but that's over, and we haven't done anything yet this year. We're, we're zero and zero sitting here, and, and we continue, we must continue to put in the hard work and preparation to prepare for the regular season. Yeah, hard work, preparation is never shorted, but one thing that is new for your football team this year, you have some new components. Calvin Ridley, Brenton Strange to Tank Bigsby. I mean, these are components of your offense that are going to be new. And quite frankly, I'm excited to watch them play. Yeah, we are too uh, as a staff. And, and um, you know, Calvin brings a level of, of energy, uh, a level of excitement, enthusiasm in his route running. Uh, he's a long strider. He can cover some ground in a hurry. And, and um, you know, you can just see the the – the readiness by Calvin he he he's so hungry to get back out on the football field from the time that he's missed and and um, just so appreciative of the opportunity to, to play football again and and um, you know Christian's in a great spot and Zay and having Evan back now in, in training camp and getting him getting him locked up for a few more years is, is tremendous offensively and um, you know you look at Brenton Strange you look at Tank you look at some you look at Anton you look at these guys now as we put them in with that first unit a little bit uh, just seeing their athleticism seeing what they can bring you know to our offense uh, yeah to your point about Calvin uh, the first practice if he stands out like that in an NFL practice like this other players are like whoa okay that's a that's a different level of skill it is and and what I like about Calvin number one it's his it's his way he approaches every single day every day is a new day but every day is a day to get better and and he again he appreciates every moment he gets to practice with his teammates and and that's something I think that some guys take for granted until the until football's taken away from them, and, and that's what's happened to Calvin. And um, we're just so excited to get to get him in the mix and, and really to see where he can he can fit and kind of plug and play with our system and, and how well like he and Christian can work you know in tandem together or he and Zay can work in tandem together with combination routes and all that. But uh, big asset to our offense on the defensive side of the ball. I'm sure that you and your staff evaluated that. Uh, extremely closely, like most staffs do, you postseason analysis. As part of that analysis, what did you find and where do you want to go with your defense this year? You know, the biggest thing um, I think that we came away with is, is you know, base defense versus sub-defense, right? The five-man looks versus the four-man looks. And, and this is a passing league, and, and being able to get your best players on the football field uh, at any given time, especially the pass rush. I think that's where uh, we can make big strides this offseason or really going into the training camp is, is in the pass rush. And that was an area that we studied last year. And, and even though we're like a 34-base 
defense on base. You know, we're gonna we're gonna. I think one of the things you're gonna see is a little more four man four man fronts. You're gonna see more of the of the pass rush stuff because you get in those second long scenarios around the league, and that becomes a a high passing you know uh, situation down a distance for teams and and so being able to do that and combinations of guys and you know Trayvon Walker you know learning learning how to to you know put different moves together now going into a second year being able to watch all of his tape from last year and, and learn from that Josh Allen comes back he looks a little bigger a little thicker and and being able to you know press the pocket and you know I, I look at you know with Devon and, and Roy Fotokasi, I mean, these guys are all guys that can that can really play the interior spots and play it well. Um, but those are areas that we looked at, even on the back end, uh, with combinations in the secondary, um, possibly playing more three safety, you know, maybe even three corner, whoever that might be, and and uh, providing more depth, you know, on defense. But those are all areas that we studied a little bit situationally. Got to get better in the red zone. Got to get better on third down from a year ago, so we understand that as well. The full archive of the Doug Peterson Show available on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. Let's move to the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence enters his third NFL season, his second training camp in this offensive scheme. Where are you guys in in terms of getting that offense molded to what you want to do and what fits you best and how you like it? You guys still have a lot more work to do with that, or you kind of did you get most of that done in the spring? I mean, I think it's it's kind of always evolving. You know, you, you try to. You know who you are and you know what you're good at, and I think we learned a lot of that last year, especially with the guys that we have, including myself, you know, what, what we do best and what we're really good at. But you also have to keep getting better and keep evolving, and you have to add new wrinkles. So I think it's always changing, but you know what your bread and butter is, you know what you're good at, and you find different ways to continue to do that and to maybe make it look different or have different guys doing similar things. Whatever it is, um, you just you, you kind of mix it up, but you also try to get better and try to introduce new things. So there's a there's a balance of that, and that's kind of what training camp's for. It's not about, you know, of course we want to we want to beat it, we want to beat our defense every rep, but really we're just installing stuff and we're trying to run these plays against every different look you could see. So we're not necessarily game planning and putting in all right. This is the play we want specifically for this guy. We want everybody to do everything. Let's see what see what they can do and find who's who's best at what had a few months to kind of fill out Calvin and get to know him, but he still has some crazy catches out there. Does he ever wow you still, or are you kind of past the wow factor just with what he can do? No, he still, he still is impressive. I mean, just watching him, the way he runs, there's not many guys like that, especially in and out of his breaks. And, you know, he's just really crafty, obviously great ball skills. And then just, you haven't even seen it yet because we're not in pads and we're not full contact. But I think after the catch, he's really, really good too. So. Um, and, if, and you know, in spring we were still kind of working them in, so we didn't get you know a ton of reps. So now that we're camp, we're full go. I'm excited just to continue to build on that. He's going to fit in really well with with that group. You know, with Zay and Ag and Christian and Evan and all the other receivers. He's going to fit in great. What's important here before the pads go on for the offense? What's what's what do you want to you know get accomplished? I mean, the mindset doesn't change. We're still um, just trying to be clean. I think. From the from the huddle to the snap to you know all the way through the all the way through the play is just how how consistent how clean can we be you know formationally have everyone going in the right spot communicating different looks I mean even though we don't have pads on we're still going to get a lot of good reps against our defense it's not full contact but still those reps are really valuable so we'll have a lot of days without pads so you're just learning how to practice that way and how to get the most out of it and I think for as a quarterback you're always looking for that timing with all your guys and what like we talked about all the different routes that they might run and during the season, yeah, that might 
dwindle down a little bit and we might get more specific on each guy, but you try to get a feel for all the guys and all the different routes and how they're going to run them, how you're going to throw them, what they're going to do versus different coverages. And our defense does a really good job of mixing it up. So we have to, we have to learn how to address all the issues that could show up versus different looks and coverages and matchups. So I think it's been really good for us and it's going to continue to be good for us. Trevor has looked sharp early in camp, thanks in part to a deep wide receiver room. Calvin Ridley, of course, enters the mix this year, and he has gained the attention of most everyone at the MEC with his route-running crispness, his stop-and-start ability, and overall demeanor. The challenge for Lawrence? Who gets the football? Wide receiver Christian Kirk told me this week how that wide receiver room manages it. Yeah, you know, we said it last year, it's check your ego in at the door, uh, and that's got to be the key. If you're going to have players like this, it's going to, you know, everybody needs to get their own. And, you know, when that happens, that's how you win football games. Uh, you know, one person's not going to win you a football game. There may be times where, yeah, one guy's going to get relied on and, you know, he's going to carry us towards that way. But, you know, when we get into the playoffs and we get into the nitty gritty and, 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 you know, adversity starts to strike, we need everybody. So, you know, as a unit, you know, we need to operate that way and just kind of buy into what we're doing and, and keep our long-term goal in sight. I don't know how much... NFL Network or ESPN you watch or any of the preseason hype shows or any of that, but most of those you watch, the Jaguars are the favorites to win the AFC South. Do you guys buy into that? Do you worry about any of that stuff? Is there added pressure with that being the hunted team instead of the, the team that's up and coming like you were last year? Yeah, you know, I think the only apprehension to it is, you know, guys looking into that and listening to that, uh, you know, because last year, we weren't even in the conversation. Uh, we were still in the conversation as being one of the worst teams in the NFL. And so I remember that feeling. I know all the other guys remember that feeling and you know the motivation, the edge that we had to get to the point to where we need to be, and we can't lose that. Uh, you know, Doug said it best yesterday in our team meeting. He said, you know, greatness isn't about what you did, it's about what you're going to do. And you know, we can't listen to the noise and when we win a couple of games this season, nobody's going to stand up and cheer loud for us. They're going to say that's what they're supposed to do. And so we just got to go out there and, you know, manage expectations and, you know, control our energy and what we do. The full conversation with Christian Kirk available on the official Jaguars podcast network. And yes, the Jaguars have receivers that can steal the show, but also a running game. Travis Etienne Jr. put together a great season in 2022, and he's ready to get better. This offseason was great uh, for me personally because I was able to work on my game. Uh, I was able to just work out with the guys and just uh, be more in tune with the team instead of just working on my way to get back and uh, just being ready for the season. Bigsby so far, what's it been like kind of forming that one-two punch? Uh, I've seen a lot of the tank. I feel like I, I just love his grind. I love his grit. I feel like he's very hungry, and that's what I love about him. And uh just seeing his willingness to get better each and every day. Uh, he's, he's a rookie, he's like new in the scheme. Like I've been there, so I'm, I'm seeing where he's going and where he's coming. And uh, just his willingness to come in every day and learn. I feel like I love that about him, and that's why you're gonna see a lot of growth for him early. What's the relationship like between him, you, and the other running backs in the running back room? Uh, I feel like this year, uh, our issue was really well. I feel like everybody's here for one reason, that's to win football games. And I feel like that's gonna go a long ways. Uh, there's no like jealousy within the room. Everybody's here rooting for each other, and we all helping each other get better. How will a year in this offense, having had a year in, benefit you? Uh, it's night and day. Uh, it's night and day. Just knowing what coach is looking for, just knowing uh, the scheme, just knowing what my offensive linemen are doing, playing to play out, and just having those reps and just having that that season behind me kind of propels me forward and just, like, moving forward. Like, when coach coaches already know he's going to salary, know he's looking for it. And so 
I thought that's going to be night and day for me. I'm going, you're going to see like levels of growth this year. The Travis Etienne press conference available on the official team website, jaguars.com. If you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With our bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, cornerback Tyson Campbell explains how he has improved headed into 2023, plus Sarah Walsh of NFL Network on the feeling around the Miller Electric Center. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And the start of the NFL season is just around the corner and we can't wait for you to be back at the bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars are taking on our neighbors to the south, the Miami Dolphins, in a preseason matchup Saturday, August 26th. Lock in your seats now. Call 904-633-2000 or visit online at jaguars.com slash tickets. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio also debuted Thursday night. Jeff Lagerman and I talked through the building of the offense around Trevor Lawrence. I had a conversation with Press Taylor and the OTAs about that very topic and about where you can go with the offense in year two. And he just said, it's amazing how many things that we didn't do last year just because we did want to add too much to the plate, so to speak, of all the players in the offense. And he goes, and especially when you have a young quarterback, he said, though, but now that you're year in year two in the system, he said, there's a lot of situations to where you can allow that quarterback to change plays or get into better formations to be to have that flexibility to put you in the best position that you possibly can be in. And people are trying to think of something that could be maybe draw a parallel to. Think of Peyton Manning, okay, and what he was able to do at the line of scrimmage. Now, I don't think it's going to be maybe to that extent because Peyton had been around for a long time there at the end where we would watch him do whatever he wanted to do. But things like that to where – Trevor, Trevor can have the ability to change plays and then also maybe adjust routes on the fly, which last year he had no ability to do. Uh, very little. I think towards the end of the season, you might have seen a, a little more of that. He grew into it as the season went along. And the receiving core has a lot to do with that, too. Can, do they have above the shoulders ability to be able to flip routes without moving and know everything in the offense? And that was a big key to the success, certainly in December. And I, and also I think that a lot of times it's not a matter of Trevor having the language to be able to change a play. Sometimes things are changed with just a little wink and a nod, you know, a little bit of body language. And so there's also familiarity with the players amongst themselves on top of the familiarity with the system that will allow them to take this offense to another level. And I really believe that this offense can go to another level for, for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's year two of the system, and then also the quality of the players. I think they're taking a huge step up. They've added some pieces to this offense that's going to provide not only frontline help, but then also the depth that is necessary to be able to maintain a certain level of performance throughout a season. 
the rookie class so far looks good in a limited opportunity that we've been able to see them and the veterans, like you talked about, the impact that Calvin Ridley has had almost felt immediately. I mean, th- that's real. I mean, that's something that you can feel, and it's exciting to have components that may be able to step in and contribute right away. And a lot of it, too, Logs, is that, I mean, some of these guys obviously have been in the weight room in the offseason. Well, and, and the guy that really stood out to me from that aspect was Trevor himself. Uh, and I, I talked with him yesterday after practice, the first practice, and I said, man, I said, you look bigger. And he said he, that last year he finished up the year about 217. And he's 6'6". Six, six. Right. And That's, he's every bit of 6'6". Six, six. Yes. Okay. And I said, well, where are you at now? He said, you know, he goes, I'm right around 225. And yeah, that's, you know – that's great. I mean, you know, for a quarterback, and you want to be able to have your quarterbacks to be able to withstand a full season, maybe a little, I'm not saying an extra bulk, but a little extra cushion, a little bit of extra oomph for them to be able to have the durability to go through a season. Jaguars Happy Hour Monday debuts a week from this coming Monday. It will air for the first time August 7th. Let's move now to the Jags' defense, starting with a star down the stretch last season. Safety Rayshon Jenkins. Just staying consistent. Um, just continue to come out here and prove that, uh, you know, I can do that game in and game out. Um, I, I've been training and working and, and, and really, you know, uh, putting my best foot forward so I could be able to uh, do that for my team in, in any given situation. Oh, I would just say probably like more conditioning, um, just so that when it's, when it's late in that fourth quarter and, you know, everybody tired, I, I, like my mindset is to be the last man standing. So uh, if I can look as good as I did on the first play, then then that's all I would need. Tyson and Cisco, just what have you seen out of them this offseason and really just as you spent time with them going into your third year in Jacksonville? Just true professionals, man. They always want to get better. They always asking questions, and they're not afraid to come and ask questions. You know, uh, they're both really, really good players. So, um, you know, sometimes players – that are that are that good they, they they seem like i mean they tend to kind of feel like they can do stuff on their own but they still come in come to the older guys like me and d will and uh just, just really continue to keep that open ear Yo, my bad if you can ask me sorry how much more comfortable are y'all in mike caldwell's defense going into your second year with them yeah really comfortable it's always good to come back into a scheme or situation that is uh familiar so um, I know when I was with the Chargers, you know, we were in the same scheme for, shoot, all four years. And, you know, that really played to my benefit. And uh, I feel like the same thing could happen here as well. Last year, we were just getting familiar with, you know, the play calls, the coaches and everything like that. But now uh, we know our the things that can beat us. We, we know what plays to our advantage and what plays to our disadvantages. So it's always good to uh, come back to a familiar uh, a scheme. Out on the turnovers last year, how do you make sure that that doesn't that continues into the season? Uh, just like Bob Sutton always say, um, you move towards your most dominant thought, so it constantly has to just be on your minds. You know, when, when you're out here on this practice field, uh, you got to be thinking about the turnovers. You can't just go through the motions and uh, just hey, let's get through practice today. Is hey, I got to take the ball away. Cornerback Tyson Campbell is ready for year three, and he told me this week how he's improved from his first two NFL seasons. I think I'm a better player overall. Um, got smarter, um, more mature, uh, stronger, um, quicker. Um, so healthier. You know. Uh, you know. I feel like these, these. This part of your career is like real pivotal. You know. You, your routine is kind of set in, and um, you kind of got a, a certain role on your team. So, you know, this is something I'm starting to embrace and starting to get used to. And uh, you know. Uh, you know. Tr- trying to. You know, do great things. 
Do you think the league has opened their eyes to you yet? Or are you still a little bit under the radar? Do you care about that stuff? Does it drive you extra? I don't think you need extra drive or anything, no, but do you worry no. about that stuff? I'm my biggest critic, so <laughs> I'm not really worried about what what everybody's saying and, and this and that, you know, at the end of the day. Um, what drives me to be great is, you know, just proving it to myself. So um, each and every day, you know, I'm not stooping down to compete at anybody else's level. You know, everybody I compete to my level and I'm holding myself to a standard. So that's how I think about it. How did you get stronger and faster? What uh, specifically did you do maybe this offseason, the last four, five, six months? Uh, just the little things, Pilates, staying in the weight room, running on the track, uh, doing DB drills. Uh, you know, all those little things, um, and uh, I think that that's, that's what's what helped me the most. All the interviews and press conferences from the week at Jaguars.com. We close with NFL Network reporter and host Sarah Walsh. She visited Jaguars camp Saturday as part of the network's Back Together Saturday coverage from around the NFL. Walsh is a graduate of the University of North Florida here in Jacksonville, where she played soccer. And she joined me in studio after practice Saturday and talked through the expectations that are now sky high for the Jaguars. Can they handle the expectations, I think is the big question. I hope so, but it definitely changes. And I was just talking to Trevor about this on the field. A year ago, I was here, and we do this back-together weekend in the NFL, and I was assigned the Jaguars. We're out on a high school football field, which you well know, not mm -hmm. in this beautiful facility. And it was just, man, we hope we can get things going in the right direction. Like, that was the goal, right? Like, you just want to get things going in the right direction. And so to think where this team went from there – to where they ended up, I mean, hanging with the Chiefs. I mean, that was a game, and I think that maybe was the most – it didn't end up in a win, but that was the most eye-opening. I mean, they were there. That was a ball game, and, and it gives you a glimpse of how good this team could be. And then fast forward to this year – Beautiful new facility. Um, if you build it, they will come kind of mentality, right? And and this thing is in the right direction. But man, it takes what? One year for those expectations to flip because, you know, this entire offseason has been like, it's, it's not just getting in the postseason anymore. It's this can be an elite team in the AFC. But the one thing I, to your point about how do you manage those, I was thinking about Trevor, right? Because everything goes through Trevor. This is a guy that played at Clemson, mm -hmm. and and what was his margin of error at Clemson? When you're vying for a national championship, it's you you don't have a, a gimme game where you can Can't lose one lose. game. So that's not you know I kind of talked to him about that today. Like that's not new for him. Like when you want to talk about pressure, I I don't know that there's any more pressure than when he was the quarterback at Clemson in that era. You know the pressure certainly on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? Um, and there's pressure on the Jaguars, but this is not new for Trevor. It's new for him in the NFL. But you're not talking small-time football. You know, he's in stadiums with 100,000 people expecting him to win every day. Uh, anything less than a national championship isn't good enough. If anyone's equipped to handle that kind of pressure that they're going to feel here, I think it's Trevor. Sarah, they've got the horses to, to match yep. almost any offense in the NFL right now, it feels like. Kirk played big last year. Zay Jones, obviously. You add Calvin Ridley, who's as motivated as you'll ever find, coming off almost two years away from the game and in a contract year. Evan Ingram just signed a new deal. They have running backs. Uh, what else do you need on offense right now? This this has the ability to to be right there with those teams, it feels like. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a good thing for Trevor because, right, the quarterbacks get all the attention, but you just named a litany of – 
potential big name stars in this league. And it's not one, it's not, Hey, this one receiver goes down and then what happens? Um, I brought it up on the air today. Everything seems to be centered around Calvin Ridley deservedly. So people are excited to see him back out there. I was at bucks practice Thursday and people were pulling me aside to show me video of Calvin running routes because they were like, look at these guys running routes and then look at Calvin Ridley. I mean, this is down in Tampa. People were like, you got to see this video. And, um, but you know, I mentioned on air, Christian Kirk's coming off a career year. Yes, like, you know, you're, you're over a thousand yards career year for him. We're not even talking about him, which I don't think is a bad thing either. Right. Because it just shows the, the depth that they have on this team. But man, one thing I noticed, and I'm sure you've seen it for days now being here, um, when zero touches the ball, this place goes crazy. It, does. it can be a, like a little five yard pass. It can be a 30 yard bomb. When zero touches the ball, the fans go ballistic. And I think it's really cool to see. It's got to be cool for him to feel that love. Um, I know he probably feels the pressure and you're coming back. And is this going to be the same guy? But man, it feels like this community is so excited to have him on their team. And they should be. And so that was really that like my biggest takeaway today um, as someone who afar has been reading and seeing all the Calvin stuff to see it up close and personal and to just see the reaction that people are having to him. It's pretty cool. The full conversation with Sarah Walsh available now on Jaguars.com. Catch all our audio on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars podcast network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And, of course, we love the feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank.